0: The UK's leading app for next game availability. Download Down to Play from the App Store and Google Play.
1: Welcome to this week's episode of the Saturday Manager. I'm your host Mick Pusick and manager of Brighton Ropes Reserves, who play Kent County Division One West. Um, as you would have noticed, we we didn't have an episode last week. Um, very sadly. Um, at Brighton, our chairman Clive Smith um, passed very suddenly. Um, all our games, obviously, were were, were cancelled um, for that weekend, and it just didn't feel the right thing um, to to do a show that week. Um, so I want you know, as well as the team paying its respects, obviously, I think as the manager of the reserves, it was right that you know we didn't really do anything football wise for that week. He really was Mr. Brighton and you know all our thoughts and support at the moment um go to his family and and, and close friends um because it will you know it is a it's a huge it's a huge loss for the club obviously but you know um that pales into insignificance you know when you're looking at family and 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 people that are very close to clive for many years so um this show obviously is is dedicated to clive smith our chairman uh, coming up in the show Um, We'll be joined by our first team coach, um, Uche Ibermere. And we'll be having a conversation on Clive, my recent memories and obviously Uche's longer memories and and maybe a few anecdotes um, about Clive at the club. And um, we'll also have a look at how their season's progressed um, so far to date. But for now, let's have a look back. Obviously, last week we, we had a game, we were back to football after a week off. Um, We had Club Langley at home um, last Saturday, and the team was back to training on Wednesday. Um, Obviously, it was a very sombre atmosphere, you know, very quiet and and, and subdued. Um, Everyone's still taking in, you know, what's gone on. Um, But, you know, as far as the training session went, I think the lads were very um, much... um, Focused on you know getting back to football, in the sense that we wanted to have the best preparation possible um, with the game coming up. We we wanted to um, you know do 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 right for Clive really and make sure that we put in a performance, and that was the players' attitude you know to show show their pay their respects um, by the by their performance and how we how we carry on with the rest of the season. So the session went well. We had um, um, a good turnout. And we had the um, full pitch available. So um, we, we worked on some patterns of play and we, we, we worked on a couple of little changes that we wanted to try and bring into our game on a Saturday um, tactically. And it was a very good opportunity to do that. So we worked well. The lads really did, did us proud. And, um, you know, at the end of the session, we, we had a little debrief and kind of spoke about how we wanted to bring those. Those those factors that we'd worked on into our game on a Saturday. The lads seemed to take it all on board um, and knew exactly what we wanted to get out of them on, on the Saturday. So, rolling forwards, um, we were at home uh, to Club Langley and uh, on the Saturday we all arrived at you as usual, uh, 1.30 meet. It was a 2.45 um, kickoff, uh, good turnout, uh, had a full squad. Um, Club Langley have been going very well in the league. I think they lost um, the week, the game prior to long lane away, um, but only 1-0. And prior to that, I think they had an amazing run, sort of like eight clean sheets in a row, undefeated in maybe 13 games. And with their games in hand, as as I've been saying before, they, they really are in the title mix. So we knew to expect a really tough game, but even more so, Um, You know, when a team goes on a long run like that, and they lose that one game, then you know the next game they they're going to be extra focused because they want to get back onto the next run, and and they'll be knowing they know that there's not so many points that they can drop even with those games in hand if they want to uh, finish in the top two or or even the title. Um, It was key for them to start picking up wins. So we kind of had that conversation in the dressing room. Let us you know let the lads know that the intensity had to be right. we had to match them for intensity. we had to um stick to our game plan um even if that meant we went a goal down the the fact was you know keep our composure and keep playing um we We had a really good warm up the lads were really up for it, obviously um you know the team was very there was a lot of emotion in the in the dressing room, and I think it was good for the lads to get on the pitch and 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 finally play some football. Um, the game went really well. Um, we, we started off, the possession was, I thought we had, we dominated the ball, if I'm honest. Um, you know, it, it felt, we felt quite comfortable, we were moving it well, um, we was playing it through the thirds, defence was, was really good, they were on fire, they were collecting the ball, switching, um, really good pressing and, and getting the ball up. And we created quite a lot. We was very good, actually, between the boxes, again, I say that, but they, we didn't really create too much. I think we had maybe one or two attempts at goal and, and probably one or two that were off target. But for all the possession that we had, um, we didn't really test the keeper enough in the first half hour. Um we got to about 35 minutes into the game and um, one of our midfielders is on the halfway line and he's, he's just tried to do a bit too much with it and he's got caught in possession. So I think that was probably mistake number one, Um, losing the ball um, on the transition on the halfway line um, when our players were kind of just moving into their attacking shape. Um, they broke very quickly um, as they did. Uh, the second um, mistake probably was the defenders not not got to the to his man quick enough to get a block on it and then there was a shot which was parried by the keeper I mean you know our keeper's absolutely fantastic amazing and you know I know he wasn't happy with it but there's no criticism from us because he's just done so brilliantly well for us but basically the parry's gone straight to their forward who's, who's followed up and tapped in so for all the, all the possession we've had and, and how well I thought we were doing um, it's 1-0 and, and it stays that way so half time we come in 1-0 down um, the team talk for me was was really easy actually. Even though we were we were behind, it was like you know act, mistakes happen. Um, you got to wash that out. But the main thing for us was we didn't really didn't need to change too much. Um, the focus was on getting support players, wide players, and and players from midfield making more third person runs into the box because I just felt our striker was a little bit isolated um, at times. And didn't have enough around him, enough options around him in the box when we were in possession. So that was one of the things that we we kind of discussed and agreed on. And the next one was really that the intensity level from the whistle for the start of the second half had to be 10 out of 10. Because, you know, that first 10 minutes is when teams can, you know, you can catch teams out after the break. But we wanted to make sure it was us that was benefiting from that. And we had to come out fast and we had to come out hot and we had to really get them as quick as we could and try and get the get some chances in early on. So the lads went out, they're all up for it. We um the kickoff went. Um we it, the pattern of the game went back pretty much to as it was. Um we, we had a lot of the ball, but Club Langley, you know, they're they're very good direct on the uh, direct team. They they get the ball, they pass it forward well. So even without having a lot of possession, as much possession maybe, um, when they have got the ball, they're dangerous with it. So you you always have to be um, you know wary of that. Um, five minutes in, I think they've got an attack. They're in our box. It's quite it's it it, it breaks down for them, and our centre backs made a really um, quick ball out to our midfielder Tay, and as soon as he's seen that, our forward Nate's kind of started to run. Tay's carried the ball um up to the halfway line and just played a lovely pass from memory i think it was like outside of the right boot but it's just low and it's just sort of paced perfectly to fall maybe five six yards in front of our forward nate who's split the center backs run through um the keeper who's had a really good game He he's out he's come out but he realizes he can't get there so he's kind of stopped on the edge of his box bit of no man's land nate's heads up and um just a clinical finish you know it 's something that you, you say to all strikers you look where 's the goal where 's the keeper and he basically he, he just rolled it through the keeper 's legs straight into the middle of the net, so it was a really clinical finish and I would say it 's probably no less than we deserved uh, based on the amount of ball we had and the opportunities each team had created. I think it was it was you know a fair reflection on 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 the game and if anything you know maybe we we could have we could have had a, a little bit more out of it but as the game progressed, it was pretty even going forwards from there on. I don't recall any, any real big chances for either side uh, until we got to probably injury time, about the 91st, 92nd minute. And again, Nate, Nate spring through and he's running straight on. And I'm just looking and I've just got a picture in my head of him kind of, you know, rolling it into the corner and, it, and he's made the shot. But um, position was great, probably not quite enough power on it. And, and the keeper, he's done well all, all day gets down and, and makes makes the save and, and that was the full 90. So we've come away with um, a one or draw against one of the teams in the title mix, which I think is really great for us. It shows our improvement from the start of the season to where we are today that we, we can compete with the um, you know sides around the top of the table now. And also for us, it's our fourth game without defeat. So, you know, it's a nice little run there where we, we're becoming hard to beat and um, with three games to go, um it's um something that we're really hoping we can keep that run going for the rest of the season but we know we we're playing really top sides uh, in the division so it's going to be easier said than done but it's a challenge that we're we're all looking looking forward to so coming up next is uh, our guest interview with uh first team manager of Brighton Uche Ibermere. We now welcome to the show Bryden Ropes first team manager Uche Ibermir. Uche welcome to the show. Thanks for joining us today.
0: Thanks for thanks for having me Mick.
1: So as I started on with the show earlier when I first uh, done the intro obviously um it's a very sad time for us at Bryden. Um there was no show last week obviously out of respect but for those that don't know um tragically we lost our chairman Clive Smith um just ten days ago. Um complete complete shock to everyone out of nowhere. Um so I think it's probably only right we have a little chat about Clive and uh maybe share some memories if that's all right.
0: Yeah, I mean <laughs> Clive's great. Clive has been he's been um Clive's been very good to me if I'm being really honest with you. Um especially in myself trying to get involved, trying to get into um the management role and the coaching role that I've always wanted to try and do. Um, hmm. And yeah, he's he's, Clive's just a lovely man. Um, straight talker, doesn't mince his words, just tells you how it is. And yeah, yeah it's just, it's just a lovely man.
1: He was. And, and you knew where you were with Clive, definitely. And he's kind oh, of yeah. like, you have these, um, you know, people say these, they have these sounds of people, but it's, he, he was dying the wall, Bryden, you know, literally like the stick of rock. If you, if you, if you cut him in half, he'd have Bryden through the middle and I, I only had the pleasure I met um, Clive back in August, you know, for the first time really. I'd heard about him obviously you know, and Bryden and, 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 and the good work they do and um, I spoke with other coaches, you know, Tris Cropley before I came over to Bryden. and the first thing Tris said to me was you know, oh, Clive and Trees are brilliant you know, you couldn't ask for a better chairman and, and committee member. And um, when we came in in August, obviously, I, I think I sat down with yourself as well, there was um, Clive yeah. Theresa, who's Clive's wife, and yourself kind of put me in the hot seat and uh, a bit of heat <laughs> coming out of the collar while I was kind of answering all the questions for the for the role and that. But, you know, you could tell he was a football man just, you know, through and through, and he knew his stuff. He really did. And, you know, even like the week before, there was no... I think the first team didn't have a game. And, you know, most people could look at that as, a you know, oh, we've got a Saturday off, we'll go and do something else that we can't normally do. And we were over in Belvedere playing, and um, you know we look over, and there's Clive and Theresa and all the committee there watching the reserves, cheering us on, you know. So had a good pint of Guinness with him after the game, and it it, it it's just such a you know it's it is such a shock for for all of us. But um, I just thought from what I saw, you know, the outpouring on 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 social media, you know, Twitter just. The heartfelt, you know, the number, the amount of, um, the amount of love there was for him, the amount of emails and and WhatsApps and, and and videos, it was tremendous. So, you know, you you couldn't really ask for more, could you? You know, I, I, you know, for me, half of that I'd be happy with, you know. So he he really was a great man.
0: No, he was, he was, he was such a good man. Um, I, I mean, I I can't speak anymore. <laughs> Any more Mm -hmm. highly of him, you know, he's Mm -hmm. he's himself, the club, Teresa, yeah. uh, Like you said, he he was Bryden through and through, and he. So anyone who comes to the club ends up falling in love with the club. I I'll be Mm -hmm. really honest with you. I when I first got involved about five years ago, it it was I was in and out. You know, Mm -hmm. I'd come in, do the coaching I need to do game's done I just shoot off and then two years down the line I find myself the game's done I'm literally just sat there with with Clive, Teresa, the committee sometimes we just sit in a bar till about 11 just drinking (laughs) and talking absolute (laughs) rubbish (laughs) about everything and it's just I think they he he made the culture, the club, very, very family orientated, mm. and that's why people, I think, gravitate to the club. Now, if you're a part of Brighton, you end up just becoming a fan.
1: You know, exactly right. I couldn't agree more. Brilliant words. I mean, we were talking because the, the last episode I did, I was I was talking to, um, you know, my our coach Stuart, um, who, who who does all the, you know the reserves with me, and we were talking about the season and how challenging it was for us at the start. Um, you know, obviously we come in with, a, uh, you know, it was a difficult stick um, coming in so late and with all the changes that there was. And and, and I think Stuart said, you know, it's, the, it's probably the most challenging um, job he's took, you know, in coaching so far because of the shortness of the time and that. But and, and we both said, you know, almost verbatim, but, you know, that the people are so good. Like, you know, we we, we Clive and and made us so welcome that you want to do good for them. You know, it's not just for me. It's not about my, not me doing well. You you want to make it work for them because they 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 make you feel that way. They're so great, you know. And uh, yeah, it's very true. So we had a lovely, yeah. um, you know, we had a lovely game on 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 Saturday. Um, we 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 played Club Langley, and you know, again another another mark of you know the man he was that the whole of Kent County, you know, the league, you know, kind of gave a, a minute's applause. So. Every game, every every club across the across the whole of Kent, was you know giving that giving that applause for Clive. And uh, you know when I was looking on Twitter, you you think of yourself in isolation. We're standing there and we're doing it. But then when you look on 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 Twitter afterwards and you see you know all the other clubs that are doing it all over you know all over, it makes you realise you know how important it was not just for Bryden, but for football and grassroots football and and Kent County and and Skeffle. You know, I know Eir from Belvedere and Sutton. They all they all paid their respects, and yeah, great testament to the to the man. And obviously, um, impossible you know impossible shoes to fill for anybody at the club. The legacy will be there for everyone, and it's all of our job now, isn't it, to kind of grasp that legacy and and make the make the best of it now in, in 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 his name and just keep it going, I guess.
0: Yeah, I mean, the the. Yeah, I just nothing. I can't say any I can't speak no. any more uh-huh. highly of the man. Yeah. Um him and his wife, to be fair, Teresa yeah. as well. They're just they're great people.
1: Um and, and, and obviously they, and, they, and Adam as well, you know, he, Clive's son, um, big part of the club, you know, plays played played for the first team. He's he's helped the reserves out when we've needed players at times, you know. Um, so, you know, it really is a family club, isn't it?
0: Yeah. I mean I wouldn't i can't speak much on i can't speak much on other clubs however mm. i can speak on our club and yeah we try to run it as a as as a unit um as a one family unit like mm. we've said beforehand we get some of your boys come up to help us out some of mm. our boys come down to help you out exactly if we right. if we haven't got a game we try to come down and watch it's just mm. and that's what i think Clive was always very, very cautious about in terms of finding the right people to, mm. to still keep the family-oriented side of the club. And, yeah, long may it continue.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. So, so talking a bit more widely then on Brydon, um, we've got obviously, you know, I've, I, I know a bit about the reserves. I know a, a little bit about the first team because obviously, we we like you say when we've not got a game. I, I always try and get up and watch you guys, and maybe even try and record a game here and there if I can. Um, you know, cause we all Thanks help each bear. other. No, no pleasure, but we all help each other, don't we? And you know that's what it's all about. So I, I was looking through to see. So when did you ha- when did you take over as as first team manager?
0: Um. So so football has been a weird football has been strange for me. Yeah. Uh So I I had to stop playing very early. Um, you're
1: very young now. I mean, you can still probably play a bit now if you wanted to. Yeah, probably. I mean, I
0: still, like, I still, so last season, I, I think I played a few, made a few few sub appearances last season. Yeah. Um. But, yeah, I mean, ugh, it's a strange one because, so I played whilst I was young and then I broke my leg when I was 21, mm. which I recovered from. Mm-hmm. And then I broke it again at 23 and I've had to had about five operations in it and, mm-hmm. Um, my thought process and playing football just went out the window I just didn't want to play anymore hmm. um, and then that's how I got into coaching and fair play to um, <clears throat> fair play to Crocodile. to be fair they gave me my my first chance in terms of coaching I went in there as a to be fair saw, that's a lie I went to um, there's a team called Elton Palace oh and right they
1: were yeah I, the, heard it. I heard it they were a Saturday side weren't they
0: yeah, so they, were in, the, just they were in the now. scaffold. Yeah, yeah, they
1: were scaffold, weren't they? They were yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I think they, they ended up turning to Stansfield now. But yeah, oh, so that's what happened. So what when I remember I just finished breaking my I just came up breaking my leg, had my operations, I was limping around. <laughs> and a few a few of my mates were playing for Elton Elton Palace at the time. And they were struggling. And I just wanted to keep getting involved, just keep involved in football. bear man, I'm I'm what, twenty-three, twenty-four at this time. Sorry, two <clears throat> Sorry about that. So at 23, at this time, Elton Palace, my friends are playing for him. And I just thought I'd just go down and watch. And then next thing I know, I'm literally shouting out instructions on the sideline. And then I have a chat with a manager. I just said, look, uh, I am I, have, I haven't got any experience in coaching, however. I feel like I, I can help you out in terms of the coaching aspects. And he gave me a chance. His name was, um, his name was Neil. I can't remember his last name, but I remember his name being Neil and he gave me a chance to come in and help him out. And towards the end of that season, I think we got more points in the last nine games than they did throughout the whole season. And oh, wow. that's when I, yeah. So I felt like, I, feel, I felt like I, I kind of understood how to navigate myself around, mm-hmm. you know, in terms of coaching and management and stuff. So, um, that happened, and then Crocodile gave me a chance as well.
1: I yeah, think so Cro- had where a, at the time, where, where were they playing?
0: Yeah, Scaffold, was, as, well. Scaffold was, as
1: well. So yeah. was, you, was you managing or coaching at that time? With, with
0: I, so similar to um, Elton Town,
1: mm-hmm.
0: again, I had no no interest in actually coaching or anything like that, mm-hmm. but a few of my mates went down to Crocodile and were playing for them, mm-hmm. and the exact same process happened as in, Towards the end of the season, I'm going down to watch the games, and they had a manager there, and I just offered him some help. Told me to come down to help him out. He, to be fair, Chris, I can't, remember, I don't know how to pronounce his last name. Chris Sound Soundberg, he's the manager at um. Oh, ballers. AMG
1: ballers. Yes. Sorry?
0: Yeah. Sorry.
1: Yeah, AMG Ballers.
0: That's right. Yeah, yeah. That's the one. Yeah. So he he had me come down. I helped him out. I was just helping them out and being number two in coaching and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And then the exact same thing happened the last, I would say probably last 10 games, we picked up quite, uh, we picked up a lot more points in the last 10 games than we did throughout the whole season.
1: Yeah.
0: And then I took the step away. Then I went down to Meridian to help out a manager called Cantuck in pre-season. And then I get the call from Steve, the chairman at Croconil, at the start of the season saying, I think there was about a week left of preseason things had just gone you know things had gone pear shape. a I week left that. before the season starts, to give me a call saying can I come in can I do a job and I thought, well, I thought I could and we we really, we really tried we de- we really tried but yeah it was it was I think that was just one step too too far and too early for myself I, I was like 25 at the time
1: you know, yeah, 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 yeah. So um,
0: did that, and then I just decided to take a step back from all of that aspect and just focus on coaching and learning a lot more. Mm-hmm. And then I reached Jim, the old manager of Brighton, reached out to me because we played together at Cray Valley. So he reached out to me to come down do a bit of coaching for him. And yeah, just came in, came in as his number two. We had a really good season, finished third, got to the Ken, no, got to the London Cup final and then Maybe. that was just how i got involved in brighton and then it's just been <laughs> can't look back yeah like i said so once up, you... so
1: you've been with the club for a good number of years then
0: yeah uh, so i've been i've been involved with the club for about hmm. i would say about probably about 5 years altogether but there was a two year gap where yeah. i went off to do some other bits and bobs yeah. and i think
1: we all had a two year gap with covid didn't we yeah, that, that, that nice as well stuff up didn't it yeah it really did yeah. I mean, we kind of play, tried to play through it as best we could. But I know the higher the leagues you went up, the less football that that was played. I think the district, some of the district leagues carried on, but when you got to county and Skeffil, there was hardly nothing going on, was there? So all oh. right. So so when did so and then so you've had you, you you've met with um, with Jimmy say and you've done a bit of coaching and and kind of got you got familiar with the setup and the people and and all of that. And then, yes. so how, how did the big job come across? How did you come across that?
0: So, um, so my the first year with Jim, as he's number two, we finished third. We done really well. Um, I so I promised to help out one of my mates' team. Um, I promised to go down and help him out for the season, so I did that. And then that season, I kept on coming back to watch Brydon play, like every on a saturday afternoon i'm just there with my mates just watching and playing i just realized i'm i think i'm a fan mm. and then that's when my loyalty to riding started and then mm. nate simpson the like la- the manager last season so he got the job and he just he asked me to come down and be his number 2 and help him out and that was how i got back involved with it last year we had a really good season in the game i think i we we think we under Underachieved. I think I think we were good enough to finish in the playoffs, but we missed it by one point. And yeah. yeah. I heard
1: that it was kind of last game of the season as well, wasn't it? I oh,
0: think was it, it was to be So we could say it was the last game of the season, mate, but we missed it by one point. But I'm pretty sure in the last five games we probably we we probably lost 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 three, drew one one one.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's never one game, is it? It's a combination of things, isn't it, that lead you to that one game. And it's almost like a playoff then for the playoff, isn't it? On that last one, you've got kind of that shoot. And I know I've been in similar situations with, um, you know, uh, cup semi-finals and and, and kind of around promotions and that. And when it goes to the last game, it's nerve-wracking as hell, you know. Um, At junior level, I, I managed, and even there, we had to win our last game of the season to win to win the division, and you know everybody's nervous and you're thinking you shouldn't be, but it, it just happens, doesn't it? And I guess yeah, when you know you've got to get a result, that little bit of pressure it can kind of go one or two ways.
0: Yeah, so um, yeah, you're right about that. Uh So yeah, that the, the season didn't end how we wanted it to end, hmm. Um, and I'm I'm pretty sure we well we were confident that all the teams in the playoffs didn't want us in there because. The record showed that we we played better against the better teams. It's I yeah. don't know. It, it's just how we were. We against mm-hmm. the top five teams of last season. We probably won, would say sixty percent of our games against the mm-hmm. top five teams, and yeah. mm-hmm. probably lost only two of them. So they didn't want to play us in the, fight, in the in the playoffs, and we knew that, but we just couldn't make it. We we struggled, and then so last season was all right, and then mm-hmm. Nate stepped down and. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just put my hat in, put myself in a hat for the role, mm-hmm. and you know, Clive being Clive being Clive, so it's it's, it's a funny story. so I, I remember having a chat with Clive, and Cl- Clive essentially said, "Yeah, ooch, the job's yours, job's yours," but we just have to have a meeting about it. I was like, "What? Well, which one is it, Clive? Is it mine or is it not?" And Clive <laughs> just like, "Don't worry about it. The job's yours." we just have to have a meeting about it everyone has go, to agree
1: go for the motions
0: <laughs> go, go for the motions and it was it was squeaky bomb time but it didn't even need to be because I he did tell it was mine but it was just yeah. going for the motions and I think that was my first introduction to actually having to go through the motions to get a, a proper management job and all and mm-hmm. and, and what what it entails and being given a target, what, what the expectations are, things like that. It was the first time going through it and it was made very easy by Clive and Teresa. They were just so lovely. And yeah, that's how I got, got the job this year. But I think with Bryden it it didn't feel like anything new to me because the past managers that I had done it with, they, it it, it was a, it was a partnership. Like they, they, it felt like they valued my input, and yeah, we, absolutely. yeah, so we worked really well together. And the step up felt easy. The only thing I had to just learn on the job is more player management and you know mm-hmm. keeping people happy and That's having to talk.
1: It's always people. a hard bit, isn't it, for anyone? Oh. It's when you've got you know you've got 20, 22 or more excellent players. They're all as good as each other. But you, you know, you can only pick uh, sixteen, can't you? Still, and I don't know how many sub. You, you, you're only allowed three subs, aren't you? Or have they up?
0: To no, you no. Know? We so ah. Oh, that I think that's what's that's made it even more even trickier. It's made it better, but tricky at the same time because we can have the five subs now. Yeah. We can use all five. But how do you deal with it? Do you do you set a time to like respond to all the players, or do you just do it on the go?
1: Yeah. So with me, like you kind of have a plan a in your head if the game's going the way you want it to when you can bring freshen it up and bring people on um but you know with football it never goes it never goes to plan you know we were playing on Saturday and I thought right I'm going to do these minutes that minutes and then five five 15 minutes in the right back's injured and then you've got to switch players around you know it is so but um yeah it is the difficult bit and I will be honest for me you know it's nice having five subs and then you can say yeah we can do everything but but sometimes five subs is a bit of a pain in the neck. Even with roll-on, roll-off at our level, because obviously we're, we're, we're that step down from you guys. Um, three subs is lovely, four's okay, <laughs> five, you're, like, you're pulling your hair out, had to get everybody on and keep the flow of the game going. So, yeah, I don't yeah. envy you. It's, it does make it difficult. And, and rotating the squad's difficult as well, because, you know, at our level, people are paying to play still. So, yeah. You know, it's hard when someone's paying their money every week and then they're not even getting in the 16 sometimes. So you just have to make sure you're as fair as you can and have a good reason for for any changes that you do.
0: So what would you you think? Would you say it's... So would you say it's... Because remember, we haven't got a budget in the first team. So (laughs) is it harder for a player paying to play and then not getting as many minutes as they'd like or... A player at our level, not being paid to play, and not getting the minutes that they like,
1: yeah. I, I, I tell you what, I, I reckon from the players' point of view, they're, they're both be the same. They are just both they yeah. just want to play, won't they? And that would be you know, but um you're right because it it's different, you know, because in your in your league and some teams a bit higher up, they even pay some of their players, don't they? So then, oh yeah, theory, I think
0: about I would say about. Seventy percent of the teams in our division pay.
1: So in theory, you could be paying someone not to play, depending on what the agreement they've got. So, uh, but that, you know. I,
0: I think that makes it easy. if you're paying someone not to play. Yeah, yeah. Is, is it is it easier to I mean, to of them have Most
1: of this game, they get paid per, per 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 match, but some of them, they're you know, if they're there, they they want something every week. So it's yeah, it's yeah, yeah. But I think no, it's it's always a difficult one, isn't it? You know, time management. You could do almost do a whole. Whole episode on the psychology of <laughs> and bringing them on and, and all of that, but I don't envy you because obviously you know you have a lot of um, a lot of talent there, you know. And I guess you know to a little degree, I guess um, having a having a reserve side that's not a million miles away, you know, because we're kind of Division One now, where the previous manager's done a good job getting them promoted and up. It's not so bad, I guess, for the players when they need fitness or to get minutes to come in. <laughs> I can imagine if you're scaffold and the reserve teams in Div 3, then it's not a nice step for them because they're thinking, you know, the level does alter quite a bit, doesn't it? So you want something yeah. where you can get a reasonable workout, as, as, you know, as a bit competitive for them, someone that's going to make them work a bit. And I guess we, we've we got that to that to that level now. So... Um, I mean, I've come to know.
0: watch a few of your games and it is... If, so I've come to watch a few of the games for the reserves and... Even when you have four or four first team boys, it doesn't it doesn't make a mass. It doesn't make much of it. It's like it's yeah. still a competitive game that like, you it don't is, run through it's, anything. It's just so links. that
1: level <laughs> is oh, very good. To, yeah, they are. Good yeah.
0: <laughs> so yeah, I, I, I think the level you're in it, it's again it it just helps the club holistically because mm. like we've had all season people. I know players. You, some of your boys are good enough to come and play at our level mm-hmm. and do a job. And likewise, our boys can come to your level and they'll enjoy it because it's still very competitive. So yeah, it's, it's. I think you've done a great job, given the start or the, the the cards you were dealt at the start. You know, coming in a week before the season, having to do. Yeah, you you've done a great job. And if if the season was to start now. I think you'd be pushing for promotion comfortably.
1: Yeah, well, that's I, I really appreciate that coming from you because I respect you a lot actually in your in your uh, coaching and all your achievements. But yeah, it's been um, you know, and and then it's been a good team effort because obviously you know I've I've sort of come in and and done what I can. But Stuart's been there to help, and you know even Will's chipped in uh, coaching with us, and yourself you know helping us learn you know get familiar with the players and and pushing players our way through the season so we could kind of build a group up. So it's definitely been a team effort. And you know, like we said, like it was the first time I've had a target and at, at the start of the season, you know, Clive and Trees, I think mean, he was there, was just said, you know, we've just come up. We we've not been division one with the reserves before. We want to stay there. So really my only target was just don't go down and build a team that's capable of, you know, competing by the end of the season. And I kind of like to think we've ticked the boxes there. You know, we weren't nowhere near yeah, it at yeah. the start, and I'll and, I, and I admit that. But now we're kind of getting there, and we, you know, we had a good result against um, Club Langley, you know, last week, um, last Saturday, we drew with them. And they're a team pushing for the top, and Equinocle we've drawn with. And, you know, we, we've gone actually four games without defeat now, four, a little run of four games where we've, you know, one draw, one draw. So... It's kind of we couldn't have done that at the start of the season. We didn't have any consistency, particularly when we were playing teams in the top five of the division. So I think we've done, yeah, we've done very good.
0: Yeah. Uh, and given anyway, enough you... about us.
1: <laughs> it's more about you. About so your season this season. Um, you know, it, it, it's your first full season, kind of in the um, in the in the big seat, and it's a bit different. I'm sure there'll be some differences you'd have noticed from working you know as a coach assisting and and kind of having to make the big decisions um, for yourself so how have, have you found that transition
0: um it's been it's been good i've i have enjoyed it um the biggest the biggest thing i've had to learn was player management in terms of i have to there's a lot of time goes in to talk into talking to individual players like Almost on a daily basis, um, which is something I never had to do before as a number two. Um, so I remember Nate, the manager last year, and he obviously when he stepped down, he just said he didn't have the time. And in my head, I, I was wondering what time for what? Players turn up on a Saturday, they turn up on a Sunday, yeah. I mean, on, a, on a Saturday, and they turn yeah. up on a Wednesday and that's
1: it. But four yeah. hours you haven't. have to
0: manage their emotions manage ex- sometimes explaining why you're doing things is very important you drop a player they might not be happy with it you have to talk to them so um that is the thats is that that is, a, that is the, the the part that i'm learning to manage a lot more you know i do i dedicate so because of my the, the job i work and i i wake up pretty early for it and my commute is uh, i take public transport mm-hmm. so i tend to dedicate early in the morning to just talk to players Mm-hmm. You know, they wake up, they might wake up to a message from me at six thirty in the morning, but we have that conversation then. Mm-hmm. And then straight after work on my commute home, the same mm-hmm. thing, an hour just talk to players mm-hmm. and try and see what's going on in their lives, how they are maybe recovering from injury, or if they say they're away, how was your trip away? Are you back, mm-hmm. keep them fit? So um it has been a very good transition. Um and you know, I've got I've got I've got Frank who's come in, who's mm-hmm. he's an excellent coach. He he also does the Cray Valley under 18s, and I think he does that on the 13s as well. And we brought in Matt Drysdale, who's a he's a Brighton Brighton legend himself. Mm-hmm. You know, um, he just loves the club, and he's in helping out as well. And we've got a coach, another coach called Solomon. He's yeah. he's your young coach, learning his trade as well. So I think I've You're got such yourself
1: a, with a good team as well.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think it's 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 a lot easier for me than it was the past managers because the past managers it was just myself and them, but then. This season, luckily, I can't even tell you how we managed to make this management team happen. But we ended up with four of us and we all have our little roles to play and it just makes things easier. And what I would say is, I don't, I don't know if you'll listen to this, but Matt Drysdale, he is, without him, he, he is he is the rock of our management team. Without him, honestly, things will be I would say a million times harder so <laughs> I hope he does listen to it and he knows how much we do value his input and what he does for the club because yeah he just does he does weight he does he goes above and beyond so
1: yeah, yeah but you need your stalwarts and it's nice to have somebody that's kind of um well, that little bit of it that you can lean on a little bit you know and that's where you know Stuart and I get on so well we've coached together for years and kind of if, if we can kind of tell if one's a bit low or the other one is and you can kind of pick each other up. Exactly. Not too often you're all low at the same time. So it's oh, no, yeah. <laughs> we'll be in trouble. Then then it's time to go to the pub. But um, <laughs> this, this season then, has how are things shaping up for you? How how's it looking in the in, in the league at the moment? I know uh, I'm not sure what what was your what was asked at the start of the season. What was the hopes for? for-
0: oh, so uh, Clive is so amazing. I remember sitting down with him, and he, um so we 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 know we've been punching above our weight. We punched above our weight last year when I was involved four years ago when we finished third again. We punched above our weight, um, and essentially <laughs> sat down with Clive, and he just said, "Listen, I just want to win more games than we lose," and that was it. He said, "As long as we win more games than we lose, we're going to be happy with it." So, um, I think we're, we're, we're just about even in terms of games won and games lost. Yeah, so, I'm
1: looking, at, I'm, I'm looking at the league table as we speak, and I, and, I, and I definitely say you've won more. You're winning more than you lose. So, yeah, you've well, been very oh, success, successful on that. And I'm looking games in hand. I mean, you've got two games in hand on the playoff. Um, Rochester United are fifth place on 42 points. And you guys are stuck on you're on thirty five, with two games in hand. Which, if you can get those, that puts you tidily on forty one and kind of right in the playoff mix. And I don't know if you've got to play Rochester again. And I remember you played them away, because yeah. I think I went that week. So you'll have them at home, won't you? If you got, if you are. Yeah.
0: Playing. So we. The the beauty of Winner. what I would say is this is probably the most exciting season I've I've witnessed at our level in terms of there's a good. Seven, eight, nine teams that can make the yeah. playoffs, yeah. you know, and the way the run ins are, because there's so many teams that can make the playoffs, a lot of us have to play each other. You know, yeah. it's not a case of just five teams fighting for four positions. It's literally nine to 10 teams fighting for four positions. Like if you look at Lucian Borough, you, mm-hmm. you looked at them two months ago, you'd think, well, no chance. They, they're fighting relegation. They've gone on such a great run.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: They win their games. They, if they beat Larkfield, yeah. they're back and they're, they're yeah. in the running. Yeah, yeah. They really.
1: Yeah, are. So, I mean, it's it's a really interesting season, isn't it? To be involved in. Yeah,
0: hundred percent. So what yeah. I what I did. So what I tell our boys is, for every club fighting for that playoffs, it is in their hands. Essentially, if you're fighting for the playoffs, if you win all your games or you win most of your games from now to the end of the season you will make the playoffs. So for us, we have to play Rochester. We have to play Lid. We have to play Greenway. We have to play Larkfield. That's four teams already who are yeah, above us. Yeah, yeah. So, so it's,
1: um, hands, it's a, all to play for. Very exciting. Yeah, so it's exciting. He it is exciting. So, um, back and to the your good question. thing For me is that we've only got four games left, or three games left now, the reserve. So yeah. as soon as that's all wrapped up, I mean, I'm sure we'll get the old friendly here and there, but I'll try and do midweeks because I really want to, get down and watch some of these games myself and kind of uh, <laughs> see it, see how it all unfolds I've got a really good feeling you know because um, you know we train together as well don't we so obviously we're on yeah. the same we train the same night which for me that's how it should be with first team and reserves you train together you know, you can play a little game together, but everyone gets to know each other, and you're one big group. Then, you know, you play different games on Saturday, but everyone knows each other, and it's not them and us; it's very closely knit. And um, you know, I'm sure once we're once we're done, you'll be getting a lot of the squad coming down to uh, to to support you guys on as well. Because uh, fingers
0: crossed.
1: Oh, uh, and hopefully, you know, hopefully, hopefully, we can uh, we can see that. But there's a lot of football to play, isn't there? certainly, and yep. it's going to be really exciting. So I look forward to seeing that, how it all unfolds. Um I, I just really want to thank you for your time again. It's, um, you know, I know how busy you are with work and, like you say, coaching and and, and all, this, all the things that are going on. So it's really good to hear, particularly this week, um, you know, a bit of an insight more into the Club of Brighton because I'm new to it. So it's good to hear it from someone that's been around the t- the, t- the team and the club for a long time. And no, mate, that, you've been um, a
0: great addition.
1: Oh, thank you very much. That's very kind. I mean, you know, it's 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 really good to hear from, you know, the, the head of the first team there and kind of get the view from the top. And we get, we get a little insight because we talk a lot about Kent County, which is a brilliant league and, and I love it. But it's nice to look a bit above and talk a little bit about Scaffold and people can get a feel for, you know, how the reserves link into the first team. And you never know, there might be some players listening that are almost ready uh-huh. for Scaffold. That want a good reserve team where they've got chance for progression. Now yeah. they know where to come, don't they?
0: I mean, how many players? We've we've had from the reserves, probably about we've had Dammy play for us, we've had Toby play for us, we've had Michael play for us. Yeah. Um who um, else have we had involved with us? Um think, we've oh, got Holiness we, who have who I've asked yeah, for to come Holiness down. Will be
1: around. We had our keeper at the start of the season, Danny, young Danny Coxall, Danny, yeah, so games and um yeah, so it's a good five or six this season have all played, you know, not just once, but two or three games, haven't they? I think, you know, even Michael, um, when he came in, he managed to score an equaliser and get the point, didn't he, for one game? Oh, I yes. He's, oh, done...
0: what, what he's a got day. a
1: knack of scoring, that, that lad. Oh, yeah, you.
0: Very, very good net. But, um, <laughs> back, to your, back to your point about the the team, the start of the season and how we, what we kind of expected to happen. Um, yeah we didn't we did i think we started the season a bit too well mm. you know we were we were winning games that i didn't think we should be winning you know i it felt like i remember the first we won two of the first three i, I remember looking at clive and we looked at each other and how have we won this game you know in it, it was we were but and I kept on telling him I'm like Clive don't think we're gonna win the league mate I know I know we've won we've been we've won two two of the first three I'm like Clive that we're not I'm not getting Kyra away and no 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 chairman wants to hear managers say listen we're overperforming don't expect much from us but you know in terms of just being a realist and and and, and honest with your yourself and the squad you have obviously I wouldn't I didn't say any of that to the squad. I just felt like we were performing at the highest that we could at the start of the season. And I had a sense that a lot of teams were underperforming or just not taking us very seriously because apparently just we're bright and known and it takes a while for them to understand that yes, we're a little club, but we can compete. Um so yeah, it was it was a it was a good start. We had a lot of young players. Um, we still have a lot of young players. If I'm being honest with you,
1: yeah.
0: Um, but um, yeah, I've, I've I've always been one to help get players in and help if they're too good. I just help them progress. So we've got, I've got three of our boys now training with team with teams in the Ryman South. Um, I think two of them were meant to play in a cup game for them because they've been training them more seasons. So yeah, um, I think we, we we are where we need to be. And mm-hmm. if we can rally around these last few games, we can easily make the playoffs. However, I think having only played about two or three games in the last two months could have mm-hmm. could be what stops us from reaching our potential. But mm-hmm. you know, not making excuses, we 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 I think we have the ability to 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 to, to cause upsets, and we've mm-hmm. got Lark Larkfield on the weekend, so yeah. 're we're, we're, we're quietly quietly excited for that game
1: yeah it's a big game and that's what you want isn't it you know and we're the same in our even in our division we you know the the, the last three games we're playing well, three of our last four games were against title contenders you know we had club Langley last week we've got Bexley at top of the league you've got Metrograss who are kind of third or fourth and pushing for that. Um, promotion spot as well and they're the games you want really aren't they they're they're the ones that get you excited and they they, they get your blood pumping and um, where you do your best like you say you know your teams play their best football against better sides
0: yeah I think that's that's the the psychological aspect of it isn't it because a lot of these younger players when they play against the better teams they want to impress maybe not necessarily impress the other team or impress mm-hmm. me but they want to prove that they can do it against the best teams hence why their levels are just straight away just shoots up mm-hmm. and you play against the, the 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 not in a disrespectful way but you play against the lower level teams in our division mm-hmm. and it's you know their the intensities and quiet is there so psychological mm-hmm. aspects of football is very important and I think if if a manager can 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 get that spot on you are you, you you can have you can have players playing above their abilities and you know run away with a division. But yeah, I love I I love the squad we have. I love everyone we have in the squad. You, you I build a personal relate. Well, I try to build a personal relationship with Ollie. everyone. Sorry, even Ollie. Ah oh, yes, even Ollie. Ollie Ollie's my. <laughs>
1: I'm joking, by the way. If you listen, Ollie, I'm only kidding. No,
0: <laughs> so Ollie's a prime example of of when you when you get involved in Brighton, you there's nowhere else to go. Mm-hmm. So um, Ollie was with Ollie's been with us. I think he was 16. He was playing for the first team from a young mm-hmm. age. He's only 25, I think he is. But he he left a few years back to go and play with his mates at Red Velvet. Mm-hmm. And in all fairness to him, he had offers from the league above, mm-hmm. but. He just said if, if he's gonna come back to play at this level of football, it's gonna be for Bryden. Yeah. So um, you know, he, he is an example of what it's I mentioned a perfect at the start of that.
1: example And I was just teasing that you know, when he when you guys haven't got a game, you know, he's, he he comes down and, and plays for us and helps us out and you know, he just says everything about him really. You know, he could have a, a day off, go golf or go out with the mates, but you know, he's there and he and he turns up and he helps us out and you know. That's the kind of spirit that you need, really. And to be fair, I think he's. Uh, I, I don't think we've conceded the goal uh, when he's played for us. So,
0: oh, mate, you don't. You don't want to hear difference. what he says. You don't want to hear what he, he's. His head just gets bigger. <laughs> uh then U- U- he scored a forty-yard with my head. I'm like, Ollie, come on,
1: come on, <laughs> Lee, come down. <laughs> he's a great lad. No, he is, and that's that's the vibe, and that's 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 why I've so will so at home so quickly, you know, just because of the people. And, and that's what it's about at the end of the day, isn't it? It's all, it's all about the people, um, wherever you go. So, And it's definitely a great club. So um, I'm looking forward to hopefully, you know, bringing more more success next season with, with the reserves and getting them back. So I know they've got the habit of winning things. This season was a bit of, of course. a bit because of the reasons that we said earlier. As you,
0: as, as you mentioned... The last four games: win, draw, win, draw, and they've been against good oppositions. Mm. You know, and that's why I said to you, if if the season was starting now, I true, I think you would be pushing for promotion.
1: Definitely, I think, I, you know what? I think there's every chance next season with a full preseason with the squad. Everyone's kind of together in jail now. Um Maybe, maybe just an extra little bit of cover here and there. But even if we didn't just with the players we've got and the fact that they they know each other that much better from having a year together, that we'll have a full pre-season together, just by that alone, I, I'm very confident that we're going to have a, a solid season and, you know, I won't, won't put my neck on the block yet, but I think, we should, <laughs> I think we could do well, you know, so that'll be the hope and that's what we, we want to do. But anyway, Uchi, I mean, unless there's anything else you want to add, I, I don't want to take up no more of your time. I know you're a busy man, but, it's been fascinating for me um, hearing about the club in more detail, and and I'm sure you know the listeners will have will have enjoyed it as well, and hearing a bit more about you know everything everything about Bryden, and also a little insight into kind of the psychology of um, you know managing and and managing a um, you know a, a decent level up in scaffold. Um It's no, it's not grassroots. It's it's proper, you know, the beginning of the semi pro ladder. And it's good to hear your thoughts on that as well. So, really, really, thank you so much. Really appreciate it.
0: Now, Mick, honestly, it's, it's the least. It's the least I can do for you, especially. I mean, you've recorded a few of our games on the VO given us stats. <laughs> honestly, you've been. I you've been a star since you joined the club, and you've all you've done is added to the club, and you are very much valued here. And again. We just keep supporting each other and just go from strength to strength. And Perfect. fingers and we'll crossed. Um,
1: Six sides of well, the dugout on, on Wednesday. Into <laughs> the, the dugout on Wednesday. That'd be interesting. <laughs> oh
0: yeah, that's yeah. So yeah, it's. Do you want to tell them what's happening on Wednesday? Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah no, go, go, we're going to. Well, you were saying earlier that you guys haven't managed to have a, a game for a while. And I know your opponents pulled out quite late last week, so you couldn't get any minutes in. So um, yeah, it looks like we're going to be having a a bit of a first a, a few reserves uh, friendly instead of training on Wednesday, which would be great. It's great for the lads and, you know, for our lads, because they get to kind of show off to you a bit, really. You know, look at me, kind of thing like you were saying earlier. Um, but more importantly, you know, really we've had games and we, we've been going along. So really importantly, it's just to try and give you guys a, a bit of a, a sharpener, really, isn't it? Get your legs going again in the
0: yeah, I think I think I think it works. It's, it works both ways. I think because we, we we play each other most most Wednesdays anyway for a good twenty to thirty minutes after training, and I think it gives gives the reserve boys um, something a proper something to play for properly in terms mm-hmm. of you've got your kit, you've got your team, you've got attack, we've got everything sorted. out, of You're playing on the main pitch and for our boys, it gives them, it just gets them back into the mindset of playing a competitive match rather than just a trading game. So yeah, it, it will work, with, it bodes well for both of us and I think playing the reserves that, that their levels will be up just a little bit more and Given the results you've had over the last few weeks, again, I know it's going to be a very, very intense game. So, mm-hmm. add, when you add all the factors in together, it's it's going to be a good game on Wednesday night. And you know, what, i think, to it. I think and You know what, what I'll say is,
1: over the years, for whatever reason, whenever I've been at a reserve v. first team game, the reserves always win, and I, and I never get it. But I guess it must be that level thing. By the way, we won't. Can <laughs> you hear? I've got you. Your sound's just gone a little there, but I can still hear you. Yeah. All
0: right. Perfect stuff. No, but anyway, yeah. Really looking forward to Wednesday night as well. And you know, may the best may the best team win. <laughs> I will, and I'll,
1: and I'll and I'll put a bit in next week's episode. We can all listen to how we got on once. Uh,
0: <laughs> yes. It's yes, not yes. Too painful
1: that is. Right, Uchi. Listen. Thanks so much. Have a have a great couple of days, and I look forward to seeing you uh, in the middle of the week. Take all care, right, mate. No all worries. I'll
0: see you Wednesday. Cheers.
1: Bye, Bye
0: now. Have a good one.
1: Thanks again Uchi. Um, coming up now let's have a look at last week's results for Kent County Division 1 West for Saturday the 11th of March and how that affects this week's standings. Bexley 3, Welling Park 1, Brighton Ropes Reserves 1, Club Langley 1, Crayford Arrows 1, Metro Gas 1, Crockenhill 0, South East Athletic 5. Sporting Club Thamesmead Reserves, 3. Dance and Sports, 2. So let's have a look at how that sets up the league as we ended the weekend of the 11th of March. Uh, Bexley, looking good. They're still top. First place, 20 played, 47 points. Welling Park, 2nd, 20 on 40 points. Metro Gas, 3rd, 18 played, 37 points. Then Equinochial. Long Lane, Club Langley, Sporting Club Thamesmead Reserves, Dance and Sports, Crayford Arrows, Bride and Ropes Reserves, Belvedere, and then in the relegation positions, South East Athletic and Crock and Hill. So those results at the weekend, it really does uh, make for interesting reading in the league. Um, some changes there, or some teams really closing the spaces at the top and the bottom. So South East Athletic, that was a big game. Uh, Crockenhill and South East Athletic had pretty much been um, neck and neck in the bottom two all season. Um, I think for the past several weeks, uh, Crockenhill had the game in hand, but were a point behind, two points uh, to South East Athletic's three. Um, With that result, obviously it's a big... um, a big dent on the goal difference, a 10-way um, split there with them getting the five. And that puts Southeast Athletic now on six points from 19 played and Crockenhill and 18 played just on the two points. They do have to play each other still um, again at Southeast Athletic, but it is looking a very tall order for and Hill now. Um, from Southeast Athletic's point of view, you know, after such a, a commanding win um, at Crockenhill's ground, with that second game to go, um, you know, the the battle's on, really. They're, they're just three points behind Belvedere and they've got two games in hand. Plus, they've got to play Crockenhill. So, if they can kind of get the best out of that and uh, maybe another point uh, or two, then it, it looks like it could be achievable. Um, at the top of the table, Bexley uh, just continue their good form. Um, they look like they're, you know, a, a shoe-in, dare I say, for a top two finish now. Um, very strong team and, and they just continue to grind out results week after week. in Park in second place um, will be looking over their shoulders a bit now. They're on 40 points from 20 games, a very good return. You know, two points per game is, is decent. Um, but Metrogas are just three points behind them in third with two games in hand. And Equinocle there also are just three points behind on the same amount of games at 20 games on 37 points as uh, Welling Park. But Long Lane um, seem to be the horses that have made the late bolt. They're they're flying up the table. They're on 36 points now. So they are four points behind um, Welling Park, but they've still got their three games in hand. And even below that down to six, uh, Club Langley, who we drew with at the weekend, 19 played and 35 points. I beg your pardon, 17 played and 35 points. So they're still well in, well within the uh, reach of, of that first um, and second place. So really, everything from one to six, I would say, are still in the mix um, for the promotion places. And the relegation um, positions is really hotting up now between Southeast Athletic and Belvedere. So it's going to be a really intriguing uh, end to the season. Um, not too many games to go. Some teams like ourselves, just free to go. I think the most amount to play is uh, six or seven. So everything will be looking to get wrapped up within the next sort of six to seven weeks. So let's have a look ahead now um, to next week's fixtures. So for weekend the 18th of March, um, Kent County Division 1 fixtures look like Bexley v. Metrogas, Brighton Ropes Reserves v. Crayford Arrows, Club Langley v. Crockenhill, South East Athletic v. Dance and Sports and Welling Park v. Equinocule. So um, let's have a quick uh, look through those games and we'll try and put some predictions to them, see how we, see how we can get on next week. So Bexley v Metrogas, um, I guess, you know, that's really a, a title game for Metrogas. They know they've they've got the games in hand and they'll be looking at that as a six-pointer. You know, they're 10 points behind Bexley, but they're just three behind Welling Park, who currently sits second. Um, I think Bexley at home are very strong. I know Metrogas um, have had a really strong season as well, but I'm going to go with home advantage, I think. And we'll go 2-1 to Bexley on that game. Um, Brighton Roach reserves for Crayford Arrows. Um, I won't predict the score, but I do think that we are definitely, um, if we keep our performance level up, as we have for the past five or six weeks now, um, I, I definitely think that there's something in the game for us. But only if we play to our absolute, absolute level. Um, Crayford are a good team. Um, they beat us 4-0 earlier in the season, very early in the season. I think it might have been our second or third game and we were really, you know, still finding our feet and, and working out with the squad, but they took full advantage of it. So it'd be really good to to measure our performance and measure how much we've improved um, over the, the course of those months since that first game. Uh, Club Langley v Crockenhill. Um, obviously, a little concern for Crockenhill now. I mean, after that, um, you know, it was a must-win for them really. Um, You know, without putting too fine a point on it they they did need to beat southeast athletic um home and away to kind of be there to find fight their way out and and i um, you know not only did they lose but the manner of the defeat the size of the defeat at 5 0 um I'm not putting I'm not putting the boot in but I do fear for them now a little because kind of you know it's a tough it's tough to keep grinding out performances but you know I'm sure their coach will rally them around but unfortunately after the you know, playing um, Southeast Athletic ourselves a few weeks ago, um we beat them away, um and we played Club Langley at home um just last weekend. I think, you know, looking at the, the levels they're at, um I think Crockenhill and Hill will we'll we'll find that a really tough ask. Um, Club Langley are definitely going to be up for it now. And um, I've got a feeling that one could be quite a heavy defeat. So let's go with a 5-0 on that one with apologies to uh, Crocon Hill. Um, South East Athletic v Dance and Sports. Obviously, South East Athletic could be buoyed um, by that win last week. I'm sure their morale will be high and they'll be really... Looking to um get the most out of the next couple of games, Danson themselves have had a big dip this year twenty twenty three you know up to probably November December. They were one of the teams that were in the title mix, and when we played them away their their performance level there was one of the best that we've we've seen all season, bar none, but this year, obviously maybe some players have gone, maybe there's been some changes there in the background. But certainly, I don't believe they've they've won again this this year, this calendar year. Um, Southeast Athletic at home are a tough tougher opposition, so I'll go over one or draw on that one. And um, finally, Welling Park, the Equinoccial, two good footballing sides. I mean, Equinoccial probably the best um, passing team we've played all season. You know, they keep the ball and they pass you to death. Um, it you know they they are really good on the ball. Welling Park at home also, um, were a really solid team. Um, we played them there only maybe three or four weeks ago. Uh, well, actually, it would have been five or six weeks ago. And um, they we narrowly lost that. That was our last defeat we've had, and that was three two. Looking at both teams, I can't see a lot between them. And um, I I'm going to go over two all draw. Well, that, brings, uh, that wraps things up. That's the end of this week's episode. I hope you enjoyed listening. Uh, have a great week in football and I hope you'll join us again next week.
0: Searching for players? Searching for clubs? Find players and clubs near you right now on MatchHawk. Playing football could never be easier. Download MatchHark on Google Play or visit our website at matchhark.com. Truly a great match. Match arc. This week's Selk podcast was brought to you by Down to Play, the simple app for next game availability.